beautiful souls, and welcome to the Lean Into Love podcast. I'm your host, Gina Velez, and I'm thrilled that you decided to give this episode a little listen. I hope this episode inspires you, challenges you, or simply makes you think. Overall, I hope it's a gentle reminder to be more loving. That said, I wanted to share a little bit about myself and give you my backstory. Let's start at the very beginning, which I've heard is a very good place to start. If you get that reference, um, you hold a special place in my heart. Okay, I was born in and raised in LA in the same house, which is kind of a cool rarity. I'm actually recording from there now. I am an only child and have two of the most incredible parents in the world. Seriously, my mom is an example of what it means to be a beacon of light, and um, my dad, he's basically the coolest person I know. He's also one of the smartest people I know. It's my life's mission to be more like them. I can only try, right? I also have equally wonderful family on both sides. Um, I really don't know how I got so lucky to be surrounded by such love, but I, I am so grateful. I count my lucky stars every day. I'm super close with my cousins, and um, it made the loneliness of being an only child kind of bearable. I have a few cousins who I even call my sister cousins because we're so close. And um, yeah, family gatherings are wild, loud, and a lot of fun. Also, because we're Mexican, we have the best food. My mom, my grandma, all of my aunts, everyone's just a really great cook. So yes, uh, holidays are especially delicious. Um, I have a fur baby, a golden retriever named Harpo. She is the love of my life. I named her Harpo after Oprah because Harpo spells Oprah backwards. And um, Oprah is just my queen. I wanted a daily reminder to go after my dreams and show up in the world the way Oprah does. And I've got it. Heck yeah. I've been a performer my whole life. I pretty much came out of the womb singing, dancing, and acting. And performing on a stage just gives me such a rush. It's such a pure expression of my soul and way to connect to the divine. There's really nothing greater. I, um, I majored in musical theater in college, and then I pursued it as a career for a few years after. It wasn't for me. But I had so much fun in the process of figuring that out for myself. And I know that I will be performing till the day I die. It's, it will always be a part of me and it will always be the most, um, the highest expression of myself. Right now I am taking a break and I'm choosing to focus on my coaching business, which is basically why I started this podcast. So I'll go a little bit into my coaching. I'm, I call myself a self-love coach, and I help clients remember how to love themselves again, because we come into this world knowing our inherent worth and value, yet we forget as we grow up. I've gone through my own journey of self-hatred and I have learned how to love myself, and so it's my mission to give these tools that I've cultivated along the way to others who are open and ready to learn. Um, being a coach is really fulfilling because I see the results 
in my clients' lives and they're mirroring the same results that I see in my own. I get to be witness to the transformation in people's lives and that's pretty rad. I believe that greater personal freedom is possible and so I just hold that space for all of my clients on their trajectory to that goal. Most of my clients have anxiety, so I find that helping them learn how to befriend this part of themselves is what is going to lead to greater self-compassion, which then, you know, goes around and around. So greater self-compassion leads to less anxiety, less anxiety, greater self-compassion. It's also fascinating to me. I think the mind is really fascinating. I have been interested in how the mind works for a really long time, and I kind of geek out on like new therapeutic models and modalities and podcasts and books I'm reading and listening to, anything about how the brain and the body work, uh, relationships, human connection, holistic wellness. I've recently decided to get my master's in marriage and family therapy so I can learn even more about it all and then integrate it into my coaching in a really um, in a really safe and uh, supportive way. Right now, I encourage my clients to work with their therapists on healing old wounds or traumas. So as a coach, it's my job to take them from where they are and where they want to be basically. But because I am not trauma informed and I'm not trained, I don't feel comfortable to uh, take them and explore with them their past or why they might be stuck there. I don't think it's safe. So after grad school, I'll know that, okay, I have the awareness and the training to ethically hold my clients really in their highest light. My interest in the brain started when I was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome at the age of nine. I had a pretty idyllic childhood up until then, but then I was basically like hit in the face with Tourette syndrome and I was like, what the heck is going on? I basically woke up on Christmas Eve, 1999, and thought my brain was broken because I was suddenly presenting motor and verbal tics, jerking about, flailing, grunting uncontrollably, and it was really out of nowhere, and it was really painful, and it was um, it was a huge, our, my life, my parents' lives, it, everything was just flipped upside down in the matter of, of a night. And it, it really happened overnight, and it was terrifying for all of us. If you don't know, Tourette's is a nervous system disorder involving repetitive movements or unwanted sounds. Basically, mine manifested as an umbrella of three major components. I had tics, ADHD, and OCD, and then compounded on top of that uh, a learning disorder. Many individuals with Tourette's have anxiety, depression, sleep disorders, and even autism. And um, mine thankfully waned after puberty, but my I, I have anxiety and depression, um, which was left in its wake. Sometimes I'll actually experience a tick or a ticking episode and I'll go, what is happening right now? And then I remember, oh yeah, I have Tourette's. So I am very grateful that my Tourette's is so mild that I forget that I even have it, but I still deal with 
OCD behavior. I still deal with, um, you know, the anxiety and depression that come with that. And that's been kind of part of my healing journey is to heal my body and heal my nervous system. And I got into yoga and, and meditation as a way to help myself. Um, now I get to share it with people because I think it is such a, an instrumental part to the somatic approach to healing. Um, I also work with a fabulous IFS therapist, therapist, why I can't say that word, (laughs) and I'm going to become one, an IFS therapist, which stands for internal family systems. It's a model of therapy that proposes that, um, individuals, sub personalities interact and change in many of the same ways as do families and other human groups. Think of Disney's inside out. Think of that movie. That's basically what IFS is. We all have these parts to us. And when we learn how to work with them and love them and accept all of these little parts, all of these personified parts of ourself, including the shadow and the exile ones, we can find greater inner freedom. And then this leads us to our truest essence. And and we can lead from that place of self, which I think is love or God. Um, these parts of myself have been challenging to love and challenging to work with, but it's been possible to, to do it. I'm, I've learned that they are just here to protect me. And, um, I just am so grateful for IFS, for yoga, for meditation, for all of the practices really that have led me towards this ability to heal and love these parts of myself. Um, I also am on medication and I thank source. I thank the universe, God, whatever you call it daily for the existence of this medication because my brain needs it. I tried for so long to do things naturally. I ate, you know, mindfully. I still do. I sleep enough. I exercise enough. I meditate every single day, journal every single day right after I meditate. I, you know, do all the things that I am supposed to be doing to help myself and my brain. And yet it, it wasn't enough. And it took me a really long time to accept that because I felt like I I should be able to do this on my own. But once I listened to the call and I said, okay, I'll I'll get back on, you know, just a low dose of Prozac, my whole life changed. And then I went, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be on this. I don't know for how long and I don't know, um, you know, if it's going to be the rest of my life, but it's working and it, it has significantly changed my life for the better. So I don't see why not, <laughs> why I shouldn't be on this for forever. Um, yeah, but I'm just really, really grateful for modern medicine and modern technology. Uh, let's see, let's see. When I was first diagnosed with Tourette syndrome, I began working with a psychologist and she was so rad and down to earth that I wanted to invite her over for dinner. And my mom kindly explained to me that couldn't happen and why, but of course it sparked the idea in my head that therapy was pretty awesome. 
talking to someone with an unbiased perspective who has the knowledge to offer suggestions as to help me help myself was empowering and invaluable. I remember her teaching me how to integrate my tics into idiosyncrasies, as she called it, because everyone has them. (laughs) Now I get to pass this baton on to others. I am also taking it a step further and integrating the whole person into this healing uh, journey. So you have the mind, the body, and the spirit, because we cannot separate one from the other. As a yoga instructor, I have learned so much about the body and seen how, as Bessel van der Kolk says, the body keeps the score of our traumas. As a wellness coach and daily meditator, I also know how powerful the mind is. And as a spiritual being who sees the world through a spiritual lens, I can't not take that into consideration as to how that plays a huge role in everyone's lives. It's all one. We are all one. The micro and the macro. The micro and the macro. Healing is unifying. Okay, I'd like to wrap this up, but I would be remiss if I didn't at least touch on spirituality. Now, my spiritual path has been meandering and one I am so grateful to have come back to. I grew up Catholic and I even went to a private Catholic school for many years. And after my Tourette's and uh, after I was diagnosed with Tourette's, the private Catholic school system couldn't accommodate my new needs. And so I had to go to a public junior high school where I was severely bullied. Um, I lost my faith in God and as I knew them and angrily renounced my all belief, I felt so alone and scared. And as I grew up, um, so did my, my, my faith and separation from God grew. I would even say that I was atheist at one point, which now it's hard to believe. Um, I didn't believe in anything, and I truly thought that everything was random and chaos, that this world was bad and humans were not good. I didn't trust people, and I didn't trust myself, and uh, it was it was just not a good place to live, to be. I, I, My brain, my mind was not a safe place for me. And it, it was just a lot of fear. Then I got into yoga and I was exposed to Eastern philosophy and spirituality. I started listening to Eckhart Tolle and um, Oprah and started resonating with what they had to say. And I thought, huh, maybe I am spiritual but I was still very skeptical. I still have a huge skeptic part in me that I'm currently doing a Reiki training and I am constantly working with that part too. Hey, let's just step aside and let's, you know, go all into this Reiki training because otherwise if I feel that skeptic start to pop up, I can't fully be present with it. I started um, reading more books and listening to more podcasts during my spiritual awakening. And then I asked 
for self-love. I was like, I want to learn how to love myself this year. And I promptly went through a huge and uh, the biggest rock bottom besides my Tourette's uh, and dark night of the soul of my life. And if you don't know, a dark night of the soul is basically the death of the egoic self. It's a time that feels like darkness and meaninglessness only to move through it and be reborn, awakening to a spiritual, more meaningful self. So I basically went through a breakup of a seven-year-long relationship and I broke my ankle and I moved home and I was mentally and physically and spiritually broken and I was stuck on a couch healing. I could not move and it was terrible and all I could do was go inward. And so I began my hero's journey, which is a common template of stories that involve a hero who goes on an adventure, is victorious in a decisive crisis, and comes home changed or transformed. I was transformed. I had an opportunity to heal in the nest in the place that I was raised, surrounded by the nurturing love of my family. And as hard as it was, it was also probably one of the most beautiful times of my life. Um, yeah, it was so uncomfortable, but you guys, I didn't die. And I meditated a lot. I journaled a lot. And in that time, I was divinely guided to begin working with the most incredible spiritual life coach I know. Shout out to Maya Rain, who really everyone should work with her. She's changed my life in so many ways. I can't even begin to explain it. Homegirl is the real deal. And I admire her so much. And she's really part of the reason why I became a coach in the first place. I'll link her details in the show notes below because, um, yeah, I, I just can't say it enough. Everyone should work with Maya. Anyways, working with her opened my eyes to the world beyond this physical one, to the awareness that as spiritual beings living a human existence, there is so much more than what we can as Abraham Hicks says, see, feel, taste, touch, and hear. She helped restore my faith in humanity, in myself, in the world, to the interconnectedness of all beings and source energy itself. I learned how to, how to trust myself, how to listen to my intuition, which, what a concept, <laughs> and how to take aligned action from a place of inspiration. I am still working on that. I've found more ease in my life. I've been able to release a lot of control that is a beautiful protector part of myself that I am still working with. But ultimately, I learned how to love myself, you guys. My mind became my safe space and my refuge. I'll never forget the day I was taking my dog Harpo for a walk and I thought, oh my gosh, I want to go into my mind and be there. My mind is now my safe space. Whereas before my mind was the most terrifying abyss 
I never wanted to be in my mind. I would numb. I would run. I would do anything possible to not have to be with myself and my thoughts and to make the complete 180 of no, I, I love my mind. I love this precious gift that gets to turn thoughts into things and create new realities. That, that was such a monumental moment and it's really a testament to the work. And so speaking of numbing, I also, on this journey of self-love, stopped drinking about a year and some change ago, and I would sit in meditation and get these really strong, intuitive downloads that I needed to stop drinking. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. I love, I love having fun. I'm not going to stop drinking. It's fine. I don't have a problem. But that's just it. I didn't have a problem. I fell in the vicinity of gray area drinking. And while I am not, was not an addict, I also did not have a healthy, supportive, loving relationship with alcohol. It was a bit codependent. It was unhealthy. And I have been working for the last couple of years to weed out any relationship in my life that is no longer serving me. Alcohol was basically the last relationship that I needed to say goodbye to. And I knew it and I knew it for like a year and I didn't allow myself to admit it. And I had to go through a few experiences of wake up calls that I finally said, okay, I'm willing to look at it. And so I started a business coaching program with Also, shout out to Jackie Murphy, who's an incredible yoga boss coach. She has helped me take my business from an idea to an actual manifested reality. And I'm also very grateful for her and her knowledge and expertise and coaching. Um, If you're someone who is interested in becoming an entrepreneur or has a dream of uh, working for themselves, themselves, uh, go for it. Call Jackie. She's incredible. You don't have to be a yoga entrepreneur as long as you're in the wellness space or you have a passion to do something greater than yourself in this world. Hit her up. I'll also link her details in the show notes below. But I started her program on June 1st, 2022. And for the last Two, the two months before that, I had been hemming and hawing about, oh, I know I need to quit drinking, but it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do it sometime soon. I'll maybe next year, maybe in 10 years, whatever. But I really like wine is what I would say. And um, I, I just kept getting the downloads and meditation to the point where I would meditate for 30 minutes. And the whole time, I kept trying to bring my thoughts back to the present moment, bring my, you know, bring my thoughts back to letting go the thoughts. And it just kept going back to, you need to stop drinking. And I woke up on June 1st after many stops and starts, many sober Octobers and many dry Januaries and always going back to uh, the spirits. (laughs) And I woke up with this 
Even before I opened my eyes, I knew today's the day we get to stop drinking. It was as if a part of myself was rejoicing and like, I'm finally being acknowledged and and I'm finally coming into my own. And I felt this unconditional love wash over my whole being. And when I opened my eyes, I knew, yes, today's the day I answer that call. And when I put my feet on the ground, as I got out of bed, I knew my whole life is going to change. And the next couple of weeks are going to be challenging, especially because it's summer and, you know, who, who doesn't love a white claw by the pool? But it's possible. And I just know that whatever is on this other side of breaking up with alcohol, that my life is going to change. Every dream, every desire, every goal I have wanted to achieve exists on the other side of this hard moment. And now it's been over a year. I don't miss it at all. I don't miss it at all. And that's an awesome feeling. I feel so free. I cannot believe that it's true that my whole life changed for the better because I decided to stop drinking alcohol. And yeah, if you're someone who's curious, like we call it sober curious now, or if you're just interested in breaking up with alcohol, (laughs) then let's talk. I'd love to give you some pointers, some, some, uh, encouragement because it, it also needs to be done in community. I surrounded myself with a lot of incredible people who also don't drink. And I also have incredible friends and family who were like, yeah, let's, let's support you in this. And, um, it's life changing you guys. So I just want to close with talking about how, as I begin to do my inner work and look at my patterns and my belief systems, my outer world shifted. I joke because I say it's as if I put on rose-colored glasses and I could see the trees. I could see the flowers. I was like, do you guys see how beautiful this tree is? I became naturally high on life. The world was suddenly orderly and synchronistic and my heart cracked wide open and it continues to crack wide open. I realized that my dark night of the soul or the multiple dark nights uh, were an opportunity for me to learn and grow and evolve into the person I was put on this earthly plane to become. I had the free will to accept this invitation or not. And I am so glad I did because the evolution of Gina Marissa Velez is a remarkable one. I hope you know that if you are going through your own hero's journey or are experiencing a dark night of the soul, that you are not alone. Like the phoenix, you will rise from the ashes stronger and more brilliant than before. Okay, that's it. I feel like that was a lot of backstory, so I appreciate if you stuck around to the end of this. And um, know that I'll share more as subsequent episodes come out, but for now, I am glad I could share Let me know if there are any topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show that pertain to what it means to live a life leading from love. I feel like there are so many, so it's really limitless. Until next time, be compassionate with yourself and remember to always 
lean into love. Bye.